Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey, welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Today, I'm going to play a uh, recording of about a 13-minute speech I give. It's kind of chopped up, but I gave it at a symposium on the new world of prospecting. And I uh, share some ideas, some thoughts. Again, there was some audience participation. I didn't get them mic'd, but you'll kind of get the sense of it. But I wanted you to hear it because this is uh, what people are asking about. And I thought my listeners deserve to hear uh, when we do speeches internally. It was a, it was a panel discussion with another gentleman who uh, actually has a similar business to mine. We compete a little bit, but I don't consider us competitors. But he invited me in to help with this. And and it was a group of uh, CEOs, presidents, VPs of sales. That's pretty much it. Mostly managers about the new world of prospecting. So I hope you enjoy this. When Matt asked me to speak and Sam put us together, I wanted to make sure that we brought you some value today over the next 45 minutes to an hour. So I work with primarily... $10 million to $100 million companies, all business to business, no business to consumer. And I like companies where the sale is complex. It's not like a one-call close where there's a little bit more, there's different decision makers, and that's really what excites me, believe it or not. Uh, so I don't work with SDRs. I don't work with people that make 1,000 cold calls a day. That's not what I enjoy. I'm not good at that, and they usually aren't either. But they do it, uh, so... Uh, yeah, my work is mo mostly business-to-business -business companies. And so we've got some things today that I think will be helpful if you're in the spirit of learning and learning about marketing and sales. I think there's some things that you're going to take away that are valuable. I thought I just did. Now I'm re-kicking re it off. your first block of content. You know, when a guy like me who's been in the training and coaching business for a lot of years, 30 years, I've, had, I've evolved over that time. And I've evolved from someone who used to fax out invitations to what was called an executive preview or an executive briefing to uh, everything was about sales technique. It was all about, well, if the customer says this, you say that. And if the customer raises this objection, you've got to handle it in this way. And, and I got really tired of that, mainly because I felt like Salespeople generally could not learn that. It was hard enough to get someone to focus on what the customer was saying in the moment they were saying it, let alone trying to predict what the customer is going to say five minutes from now and try to create strategies. And it just felt, it wore me out, actually. And so over the last five or six years, I've really focused on this concept of lead generation, which he mentioned. And I think there's a whole world of possibilities for companies to generate leads in a new, more modern way than picking up the phone and making a cold call 100 times a day. And I know none of you do that. I keep referring to that because that has been the general uh, strategy of, well, how many outbound calls did you make today? And that is a weak, old, antiquated strategy if you hope to scale your business. 
If you're just a cold caller and you love doing that, hats off, I love you for it. But that's not the way to scale a business. There are much more modern ways to do it. So over the last couple of years, my focus has been less on selling skills, traditional selling skills, and I still teach them, but, and more on how do you position yourself in the market in a way that causes someone to raise their hand and say, I wanna to talk to you. You have something I, I might need. And that's really intriguing to me because it really gets down to building your media platforms so that people recognize you and want to work with you. I've got a podcast called the Advanced Selling Podcast. I've got one called the Bill Caskey Podcast, which we spent a lot of time in creativity coming up with a name for it. And I find that when we create an episode, stuff happens. When we ask for an email address, stuff happens. When I say I'm going to populate a, a mentoring program, 12 people show up just like that to populate it. Not because I'm great, but because the platform was built and I'm consistently putting stuff into the platform. If you're not doing that, you're leaving a lot of money out in the market. And I know for a lot of people, I'm finishing, I know for a lot of people, it's a lot of frickin' work. Oh my God, I don't like video, I look so bad, and who's gonna film me, and I don't know what to write. I mean, I've talked to people who have been in sales at their company, who are owners of company for 20 years, and they say to me, I wouldn't know what to write. Are you, are you crazy? You don't know what to write and you've been in this business. But the problem is there is, a, there is a veneer that happens and we just can't get out of our own way. We can't look at the market and say, what does the market really need and how can I serve that market by publishing, producing, writing, creating graphics? And so I'm convinced that the future of business-to-business -business sales, not in every company, but in a lot of companies has to do with how you brand yourself as a professional, as a resource for your customers. And uh, I will turn it off there because I've gone way too long and I can feel the hook. We all though, it's not just sales leaders, I think we all look at the world right now and we so wish the world could be back to the way it was in 1985. I mean, we all want the world to be back and yet the, the world the way it is and the, the tools that we're given are so incredible. Uh, I know you've heard this before, but I can go into my studio, which is a bedroom with a nice light and a great microphone. I can produce a podcast and 15 minutes later it can be out into the world. Hundreds of millions of people, they don't download it, but hundreds of millions of people could download it. Well now, how would we have done that 20 years ago? We'd had to buy radio time on a lot of radio stations and we'd have spent a lot of money on that and still people would, but there are so many technologies that are available, and I agree with Matt that we leaders, whether you're a, I mean, how many sales managers are in here? How many CEOs? Okay, how many salespeople? What are the rest of you, like hired guns, or what, what are you? President, okay, perfect. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't see your hands go up. So it's not just the sales leaders that have to learn this stuff, it's you. You need to understand how valuable YouTube is. You need to understand how to run YouTube ads. Oh, that's not my job, that's marketing's job. I don't get it, I, I'm hands off on marketing. No, you need to understand how, how YouTube ads work because you can go into YouTube and run a 10 second ad and you can target the exact companies that you wanna call on. You can target them. Why doesn't anybody in your company know that? because we're too busy. We're too busy doing, 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 and we're not stepping back and saying, wait a minute, what is prospecting today? Is it only just cold calling? Of course not. So I totally agree. So it's not just the sales manager and the salesperson. You as owners, you as CEOs, CFOs, 
It's everybody's job today, not just, not just the marketing department. Marketing departments typically suck. They're not good. They do not generate leads. They're not good at understanding social media. They put out a lot of content and nothing ever happens. So who is going to understand marketing? If marketing doesn't understand it, I think it's up to the CEO, the president, to figure it out. Part of that Gartner study also looked at decision-making and sales cycle time. And from the, the year that they started, it's gone from 2.5 people involved in the decision on a business-to-business transaction to 7-point-something, 7.2. Cycle times has in, have increased 22 to 30%. So not only do you have to understand the problem they bring you and, and undiagnose it and re-diagnose it, which I really like that language, you also have to know who else in the organization cares about the solving of this problem. Because you may not be talking to the right person. So you're giving the answer to that person, they're taking it to their manager, and the manager says, oh, my brother-in-law does that. We don't, we don't need Matt. I mean, yeah. we, got, we, got an, we got, oh no, we got that taken care of. Don't worry about that. And then the ghost Matt, he never hears back. So you've got to think about not just the number of touches to get in, but also what happens once you get in, how do you make sure you socialize and circulate? I think uh, Matt is exactly right. Oh, do you have a question? Sorry. No, wait a minute. I also feel like, so you're, you're uh, interested in hiring a sales team in certain regions and certain territories, and then they would go out and find business. And here, here's my, my feeling, and none of you are gonna like this, Matt definitely won't. Whenever I'm consulting, like somebody like you comes to me with this issue, I would always say, how do we work it without a salesperson? What kind of process can we put out there that doesn't require a sales per- salesperson? Because here's what I might, what, what's your first name? I can't see her. Ben. Ben. If I'm Ben, I'm saying, okay, I could hire all these people, but, but is, there, is that the only way to do it? Because you've already had an experience that's eh, C plus average, it's okay. Maybe Ben ought to hire a videographer to film you talking about the misconceptions in the industry, how you've helped Delta, all these things. Let that be your marketing piece. And when someone wants to talk to you, they talk to your assistant and you only take calls when they're ready to buy because you're probably the best salesperson. And I know you'd say, well, I can't scale that way. Well, I bet if you, if you took 10 calls a week, because well, there wouldn't be that many because not that many airlines, but if you had a system that put you in front of 10 buyers a week, your life would be easy because now you're not having to deal with people. I'm not against salespeople. I just think we have to look at our procedures and say, is there a way we can build it without them? And then bring people in to help, help you. My thinking on lead generation is the business-to-business sales professional needs to be out there with content on a regular basis. If you're hiring people who are sitting in a room making cold calls all day, trying to, trying to get a lead for the sales team, that person doesn't need to be creating content. But the salesperson probably does, because here's what happens in a lot of those companies. Sales teams like, oh yeah, all the leads are coming in. I'm just sitting back, baby, having chocolates and just having a great time. And all of a sudden, the leads dry up. And then the sales manager's like, hey, the leads are drying. What are you going to do, Matt? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll just wait until... No, you got to be out there. So B2B salespeople, even if there's a channel of leads that are flowing to them, still have to learn how to create content and be out there as a thought leader. We get so wrapped around the axle, I love that term. We get so wrapped up with what about the algorithm and shares and content? Are we doing this to share? Just get out, let it find its home. I just posted a, uh, my daughter got married about two weeks ago out in Telluride, Colorado. My last daughter uh, is 27 years old, very close relationship. 
And they had a shot of me doing the first look in the morning where she walks out of the bedroom and it's the first time dad has seen her. And it, was, it was emotional as hell. I even get choked up talking about getting choked up. I filmed that, or somebody filmed it. I edited it, put it on LinkedIn. Guess how many views that has had in the past two weeks? 49,000. Now, I struggled to get 1,000 views on most of my videos. I did one this morning. Uh, I've gotten probably six or 700 so far. But you just don't know what's going to work. Now, the fact is that people are starving for authenticity on LinkedIn. They don't want yet another white paper. They don't want yet another in-mail from somebody they don't know. They want authenticity. They want to see a, a person cry, basically, in that. And that's what I gave them. And guess what? I've got two deals out of that. Two deals, small deals, but two deals from people who I, th- who I knew, and they'd forgotten about me. They saw that and thought, you know what? I need to give Bill Kasky. I've got an appointment at 1215 with one of them. I've got a gig in October for the other. Sometimes you just have to put out what feels right and let, let chips fall where they may. Do you, you agree with that? The thing about your business is you're going to have people who fight it, fight it, fight it, and then they'll do it once, and they'll do it again, and then something good will come, and they'll say, oh, okay. Tell stories of, of hu- real stories, not... Sometimes when I go into a company, I say, what, what, give me a story around here. Well, we started in 1894, and we've had it 1937, and then we got bankrupt. I'm like, no, tell me a freaking story about a heart, something from the heart. Well, our uh, previous owner died in 1987, and we almost went out of business. And the wife came in, and we, that's a story. Any story that involves emotion, death, joy, marriage, anything is fine. But stories will break through the clutter because nobody's doing it. Everybody's t- you ever notice everybody's talking about storytelling and nobody's doing it very well? They're just not. You, you are, I'm not, President Clump Company excluded. But I think if you tell stories about how you help people, the kinds of people that come to you, what their circumstances are when they get there, what's one example of something that happened in the last year where you say, man, I felt so bad for this dude and, and I helped him and his life has just changed today. Those kinds of stories will break through. And yet, few tell them. Make them superstars. You'll own your market. Make them superstars, you'll own your market. I said down here at the very bottom, I said, be a media juggernaut. Don't just be a media company where you're posting casually on LinkedIn. Well, I did a, I did a post two weeks ago. That'll Be a juggernaut. Hit that thing hard. Double down on the posts that work. And, and you, will, you will dominate your market. Nobody can compete with that.